Okay, I, I need to be close. I need to be like about to make out with it. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, it's like on the L word, you have to have about 10 minutes of breathing into each other's mouths before you actually get to see the lesbians kiss on the L word. So they just have like a 10 minute make out or not even a no, make out, so just a they, breathing they, session? They have like a 10 minute breath exchange and then they make out. Like this happens so many fucking times on the L word. Do you think it's on purpose? I, I think it's for drama. Like, I, I don't know why <laughs> they did that. But, like, like so they, there's an early plot line where Bet cheats on Tina. And it's, like, this very sexy carpenter lady that she cheats on her with. And they get arrested. I don't remember why. But they... They both get get arrested, and they're, like, in jail after weeks of pining after each other. And they're in, like, these weird prison pajamas that I've never seen in any other, like, representation of jail. But they're in, like, these weird gray pajamas. And they're just, like, breathing into each other's mouths for half the episode. And then they finally kiss. And I think that was the first instance of this breath exchange on the L word. And I don't know what kind of like response it got when that episode was released, yeah. but they just kept fucking doing it. Like it, it's, it's wild. Um, but okay. So anyway, um, yeah. y'all are listening to, I have a query and I'm trying really hard to stay close to the mic so you can hear me. You're doing great. Okay, um, thank you to everyone who listened to episode one. I am hoping that our sound quality will be better here. Um, I got a, an actual podcast mic now. Um, so thank you to everyone who endured the background noise of last episode. Um, I am your host, Molly. She, her. We have John Arino. He, him. On the ones and Thank twos. Thank you. Thank you. On the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is episode two of I Have a Query. Um, so before we get into today's topic, I do want to make a quick clarification from episode one. When I was discussing asexuality, I think that the way that I was representing it sort of conflated libido and sexual attraction as being the same thing when they are very much not the same thing. Um, so asexual people lack sexual attraction to other people. That does not mean that they're not horny. So a lot of asexual people masturbate. A lot of asexual people even will like receive pleasure from sex under certain circumstances. They just won't really be attracted to the person they're having sex with and not all asexual people have sexual desire um but their asexuality is a very broad spectrum and there are asexual people who even if they don't 
have any sort of libido, they might still have completely consensual sex. Um, there are asexual people who are not sex averse and they will, with full consent, have sex with people who they, they want to have sex with in order to further their relationship with that person because that's what the, their partner wants. And unfortunately, we do see the other side of that same coin where asexual people who do not want to be having sex at all and are very much averse to having sex do get into relationships where they are sometimes very explicitly being forced to have sex, but often it's social pressure that they they are quote unquote consenting, but it, it's it's under the expectations of their partner and society as a whole that they have it, it's it, it's been ingrained in their minds by everyone in the world that you can't be in love if you're not having sex with the person you're in love with. Um, but anyway, so that that's just like a brief expansion on asexuality. Um, I, I think when I was discussing it in the last episode, I was painting with a bit of a broad brush. Um, there are as many asexual experiences as there are asexual people. Uh, so we are going to get into the main topic of the episode. And so today we are discussing bottom shaming. Johnny, how are you familiar with the concept of bottom shaming? Well, I'm not surprised that it exi exists, but I am not familiar with this. I've never actually heard this term before. So okay. Yeah, um, so bottom shaming is a big issue in the queer community. Um, and it, it's something that is perhaps more pervasive in the MLM community, but it... Uh, what, what is the oh, MLM community? Um, men Who Love Men. Okay. And WLW is Women Who Love Women. Um, yeah, so, so in the, the MLM community, bottom shaming is more pervasive and visible, but it, it, it also very much exists in the WLW community. Um, and bottom shaming, you know, like, like with all sorts of shame that exist in this world, the way that it is presented ranges from quote-unquote harmless jokes to um, sometimes murder. So... It's quite the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, like, if, if, if you think about it, that, that's how it is with everything. Homophobia ranges from light jokes to murder. Transphobia ranges from light jokes to murder. Racism ranges from yeah. light jokes to murder. Um, and just everything in between. Um, bottom shaming is very much a, a subcategory within 
homophobia and um, in, in a way transphobia as well. Um, but it's, it's still something that very much exists and the root of its existence is conflating being a bottom with being feminine and you know how this world mm -hmm. hates femininity. Um, it is demonized to no end mm -hmm. um, in, in just every way. Um, and so, but, but before we m move on, um, I, I, I do want to talk about how it is the assumption of a lot of straight people and even a lot of like more inexperienced or more isolated queer people, um, it's it, it's it's a very common assumption that everyone in the queer community is either a top or a bottom, and there's also this thought that every sex act involves a top and a bottom, but that, that that's really not true like the, there are so many ways to have queer sex where no one's the top or the bottom and so in 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 a situation where it's two people with penises then the most basic definition of top versus bottom is the top puts the penis in the bottom's butt but like if if you're giving someone a blowjob, like, I don't think anyone's the top or the bottom. Yeah. Um, and then for w when it's two vaginal humans, like, as, as, as someone who has lesbian sex um, on the not-so-reg, um, <laughs> I, like... I do call it topping when I'm like going down on a girl, but I definitely consider it it topping more when like there's penetration involved, like like with with, with fingers, like that that's topping. Um, like if 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 you're using a strap on, like there th there's a pretty clear top and bottom, but. I kind of feel like if, if, if you're just, like, holding a dildo in your hand, I don't know if, if I would really call that topping. Like, if, if I was using a, a dildo just in my hand on a girl, I don't think I would call that topping. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe I would. I don't know. Like, like the, 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 the definition of top versus bottom uh, for, for queer women is a little more loose than with queer men. But for... for for both instances, there are so many different sex acts that really cannot be categorized as top or bottom. Um, but when when people say top or bottom, what they mean is the top is the active partner and the bottom is the passive partner. And it's this assumption that the top is doing everything and the bottom is doing nothing. When, like... If, if, if that's the, the sex you like, go out and have it. But that's not the sex that a lot of people are having. Like, yeah. bottoms are very active. And I, 
I, maybe it's it's rooted in this like heteronormative idea that women just lay there and take it and like w- women don't enjoy sex so so they're just gonna dissociate and think about other things while you're going at it yeah and the bottom is the woman the top is the man and but but like they're it's it, it's just not that that clear. Like there there is this desire from society for queer relationships to mimic cishet relationships. Yeah, but they they're, they're not they're not going to. Um, also, slight backtrack. Um, when engaging in queer sex with trans and non-binary people. Like two people with different body parts, you can still say one person is the top, one person is the bottom. And if it's two trans or non-binary people who have the same parts, you, you, you can also say one is the top, one is the bottom. You can also not assign that role to to anyone. Yeah. Um so at, at this point, Johnny, is there anything about what I just said that you need clarification on? I do have a query. Uh, okay, what, what is your query, sir? What, what are your thoughts on, like, how important are these terms? And, like, just disclaiming how these roles. Because I feel like people are always talking are about terms? it. And yeah. it seems... I, I don't know. So, I think cishet people are more hung up on these roles than queer people are mm-hmm. like luckily I, I've never been asked this question but almost every queer person I know like they've had straight people ask them so are you a top or a bottom like it th- it has nothing to do with you so do you think <laughs> like do you think straight people are more like weirdly fascinated by it I, I I think so yeah like 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 straight people think that queer sex is like weird and mm-hmm. like okay yeah like I mean it's it's so fetishized in porn like almost every straight person male female whatever like they've probably seen queer porn and yeah. queer porn often does not look like actual queer sex so like. In, in 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 addition to that, in media, like the gay representation that we have is largely stereotyping and just having these one-dimensional characters that like their whole thing is that they're gay. Like they're like a token gay yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. And it it will often come up that that they're a top or a bottom. <laughs> Um, in, in the queer community, there are people who, when they're intending to hook up with someone, will ask, are, are, are you a top or bottom, just to, like, get an idea of how the sex would possibly go, um, I I wouldn't recommend that 
Un- unless you are very rigid in your preferred role, which, which like most people are switch or verse mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, like there, a lot of people will lean one way or the other a bit. Um, but it's, it's pretty rare to find someone who is only a top or only a bottom. So if, if you are just a bottom, I, I guess you, you, you don't want to run the risk of getting into bed with another bottom and realizing (laughs) like, I mean, I, 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 that, that would be awkward, I guess. Like you're, you're naked and and you're both like, okay, time to bottom. Like, I, I don't know, do, do, do you snuggle? Do you kick them out? What, what do you do? Um, but, like, m- most of the time, you just sort of, like, start making out with someone and then see from their body language what, what, what's going to happen. Like, like you, you, I mean, it's, it, it, it's like straight sex. Like, like no, okay. not yeah. all straight people are going to have sex in exactly the same fashion with every right. single partner. So it it's it's the the same thing like like you you feel out each other's vibes and you verbally or non-verbally compromise and communicate and you 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 do what you got to do. Like queer sex is not this complicated thing that straight people make it out to be. They just can't wrap their head around their heads around it. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they don't get it. And the whole concept of top versus bottom, it's very phallic-centric. Straight people, especially straight men, have this idea that sex requires a penis. So in MLM relationships, one penis goes into a butt. That's the top. In WLW relationships, straight people think that one of them wears the strap and she's the top. Mm. But, like, like, it is very few people's go-to to, to use a strap. Like, like, the vast majority of people in all relationships, cishet, gay, lesbian, queer, the vast majority of people are not using toys most of the time. Like we're we're all equipped with everything we need, right? Yeah. For for the most part, like there there are people who do require toys most of the time, but to assume that that is how someone is having sex just because they're gay, like it's it's so presumptive and heteronormative. Um, but yeah, so before I rant some more, we'll have a little bit of a history lesson. Okay. Um, so in ancient Greece, there was the practice of pederasty. Johnny, have, have you heard of pederasty? Uh, I have not. Okay. So this was the practice of a young boy um, in, in, in his teens usually 
would have a relationship with a grown man, um, and th- th- this could, could be someone of really any age that's considered adulthood. Okay. And these two would be in a sexual and often romantic relationship, and these relationships were completely legal. They were seen as socially respectable. Um, and the, the older man would often mentor the, the young boy um, in wh- whatever their profession was. They, they would me- mentor the, the young boy um, into it. We, we have more records of philosophers than a lot of other occupations, just because mm-hmm. philosophers were the people writing shit down. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it seems like a, a lot of different men were, were doing this um, and sort of indoctrinating the boys into their respective professions. Um, so it was a law in ancient Greece that the quote-unquote active sexual partner had to be the man and the quote-unquote passive sexual partner had to be the boy because it was illegal to bottom if you were a man. So they... (laughs) Your eyes just got really (laughs) wide. (laughs) Do you have... (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I just... uh... Sounds like Florida law. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, God, Flo- Florida law is really it's going pl- off it's in its fuckery. Um, for, for context, we do live in Florida, unfortunately. <laughs> um, coming to you, not live, from Florida. Um, but, yeah. So, so it, it was illegal for men to bottom um, because it was seen as passive and unmanly. So once the boy grew to a certain age or mastery of his craft, he would become a man um, and he, he, he would leave his, his mentor slash top yeah. <laughs> um, and... He he was then legal from a legal standpoint only allowed to have sex with women or top men, boys. Um, and if if a man was found out to have bottomed, um, it, it, that was punishable by law. Um, I, th- th- there were instances of them being sentenced to death. There were also instances of exile um, and l- like l- lashings. Um, so th- th- there were a variety of horrific things to endure mm-hmm. um, if, if you were deemed to be too old to bottom. Um, and it's, it's rooted in this, this idea that 
you cannot be masculine if you're bottoming. And so this, this example from ancient Greece is one of the best known um, instances we, we have of historical bottom shaming, but we, we do see it in many different regions of the world, like fr from the beginning of recorded history, where in many cultures it was acceptable for men to have sex with men, but it was extremely shameful to be a bottom. Yeah. Because you, it, 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 w it was the idea of the time that you cannot be a proper man if you're a bottom. And sad to say, in our current world, I, I think that the majority of people still hold that thought. Even w within the queer community, bottoms will be seen as not as serious, more naive, dumber, younger, like to, to be a bottom is seen by both straight and gay people as a, a, a lower position. And many of us have these prejudices of bottoms pretty subconsciously mm -hmm. like a, a lot of people don't realize that they're bottom shaming um but th there are also people who will just outright bottom shame it li with full knowledge of what they're doing to move on into the cishet space i Oh, Johnny's eyes are wide. It's my time to shine. No. <laughs> it's, it's your time, baby. <laughs> um, so the, this thought that gay sex is weird and there's a top and a bottom and it's this, this equation that has so many variables. Um, like, I don't think the heads realize that they can be having more interesting sex. And it, it doesn't have to be considered kinky or counterculture or weird. Mm -hmm. Like, your sexuality is not about what is being done to you. It's about who's doing it. Yeah. So, like, like bottom shaming, I'm not going to target you individually because we've already had this conversation off mic. Yep. But there are many people with prostates oh, here we go. who refuse to even attempt prostate stimulation because they don't want to be gay. They, they don't want to come off as gay. And so, so like, if, if it's a, a cishet couple... If the woman uses a strap-on and pegs her man, that's considered kinky and weird. But if a gay man penetrates another gay man, that's just seen as normal. Like, there are prostates involved in, in, in both pairings. Like, it, it, it is detrimental to the sexual health of all people 
to be bottom shamey. It like like the gay people and straight people can do all the same things to each other. Yeah. And you, you just gotta expand your horizons to no one in particular in this room. <laughs> so, um, to we, we we've talked a lot about um, MLM bottoming, um, but to to talk about WOW bottoming, um, I don't know if gay men have terms like this but lesbians um we we have pillow princesses which are people who only like to be serviced they they don't want to do any of the servicing and then there are stone tops who do not want to be serviced at all they want to do all the servicing um so i ideally all of the pillow princesses and all of the stone tops would pair off together. Um, There are many relationships where that's not the case, so people have to compromise, and that that is a healthy part of sexual relationships, is being open with your sexual partner about your needs and wants and them doing the same and coming to a mutual compromise that will benefit everyone. Um, so, like, if, if you're a pillow princess or a stone top, you, you have the, the preference that you have just because you fucking have it. Like, like it, it's not a mark on your character to be what one or the other. But both groups have these assumptions placed on them. Like, like pillow princesses are seen as selfish and prissy and like they, they don't care about their partners at all and like they, they just want to lay there and take it and like, like they're not pulling their weight. And then stone tops are seen as like like too assertive and too masculine mm-hmm. and well that there must be something wrong with them if they they don't want to be touched like it is perfectly okay to be either one of these sorts of people and like what whatever somebody's sexual preferences are as long as they're not hurting anyone and everyone involved is a consenting adult, like just let people live their lives because sex is something that most of us do and we we all want to come out of it happy. So when two people get together who are making each other happy... That's amazing. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm sorry. I was eating my pasta. <laughs> and the, this issue of bottom shaming very much affects the psyche of bottoms. A lot of bottoms have it in their head that 
they're, they're not as capable of human beings as people who are not bottoms. And a, a, a lot of it is displayed through jokes. Like, there, there's a big meme of where so someone said, I can't parallel park, I'm a bottom. And, like, like I, I, I can't talk to this person, I'm a bottom. And it, it is an example of an individual absorbing the assumptions of others in that that assumption is that if if your sexual role is that you're a bottom it means that as a human being you are not capable of doing things for yourself you're not capable of being an adult like you you are not as productive of a person if if you're a bottom but like our sexual roles have nothing to do with how we we function in in our day-to-day lives so many people are very different inside and outside of the bedroom and romantic relationships you can't always see ju- just by like see- seeing how a couple acts in public you can't just assume what their respective roles are in bed because romance and sex while related are two different things so yeah um bottoming is something that it is very much okay to want to do and it should not be shameful because the the root of prejudice against bottoms is heteronormative patriarchy. This is a system that negatively affects every living human being. And even if you don't care about bottoms and their well-being, I'm sure that there is some way in your personal life that you are being negatively affected by heteronormative patriarchy and no one can truly be doing okay until we're all doing okay. Shout out to our banner in the living room. Oh, yes. We, we have a banner that says smash the patriarchy. And one time... I almost threw hands with the motherfucker because he he came into our home. We we, we were that this was like immediately pre-COVID. We we were out at a bar. The bar was closing. We were with some friends and then some friends of friends, and we all wanted to keep hanging out. So we were like, okay, come come over to to our place. This motherfucker walks into my home. And he goes, who doesn't like the patriarchy? I fucking love the patriarchy. No. And then I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not, not going to say anything. Because we're all having a good time and I'm, I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah. And then <laughs> the man leaves his drugs in my home. And we were terrified that we were going to have like a surprise apartment inspection. But before he could come pick it up. 
this is a side note, but may I ask what he left? Definitely weed and shrooms. It, it was like it was like a gallon size Ziploc bag full <laughs> full of like pills oh. and weed and shrooms. I, I don't know the entirety of this. A little story. bit of everything, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't open it. What'd you do with it? Uh, Wait, never mind. The FBI might be listening. Let's cut it right <laughs> I, I just remembered that my mother came to visit once, and she, she saw the smash the patriarchy sign, and she asked me, what is the patriarchy? She had never heard that word before. Really? Yeah. Were you surprised? She's never even heard the word. I I was really surprised. I was like, "Mom, you you've never heard the word patriarchy before," and I I explained it to her, and she she, she she's very sweet. She she's mm-hmm. Midwestern. Yeah. Um. But like, I I explained it to her, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The the patriarchy's bad," and then we we. Later, we're walking by a store with, with like, s- some pictures posted in the windows, and it was, like, old protest photos, and th- there was, like, a-, a 70s feminist with the sign, in- and my mom goes, is this Smash the Patriarchy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 mom. <laughs> that is Smash the Patriarchy. <laughs> She she has asked me at least ten times since I was about fifteen. Molly, am I a feminist? And I'm like, Mom, that that is something for you to decide. <laughs> I I cannot determine this for you. Like, go go do some self reflection. Um, I have another query. Yes. That being said, I think I know your opinion on this. But for the folks at home, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on? straight people using these terms to describe themselves. Okay. Sometimes I think it's cute when, when people are like, ooh, I'm, I'm such a top. Oh, yeah. Like, but it's, it's also very, very annoying. Like, okay. Uh, it's, it's annoying, but also maybe these terms should be open to straight people. I, I I think what 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 a lot of straight people who describe themselves as top or bottom don't understand is like they they think that the top is the one steering the sex and the bottom is the the one along for the ride. But there are many that they, they're called service tops, like. There are tops who, they're the ones along for the ride, and the bottom is steering. And that there are also a lot of sexual encounters that straight and queer people will have where it, it, it's really not clear who, who's leading, who's following. Yeah. So, if, if you say you're a top because you, you think that you're in control of the sex... Um, that that is not topping, that's doming, and that that is an entirely different thing. Um, the only example I can think of of like straight sex that 
really could be considered bottoming and topping is if a cis woman pegs a cis man, like, then she she's the top, he's the bottom. Other than that, like, I mean, I would not call P and V sex. Like, we, we, we got the top and the bottom. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that applies. Um, like, like I, I, I don't think I, I've, I've ever heard a straight person use these terms to self-identify in, in any way that was accurate. Okay. Are, are you a top or a bottom? I'll, I'll, I'll turn, turn the tables. I'm going to ask you straight, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you? Do I have to answer? No. Okay. And because I don't really know what the answer is, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but also, le- listen to everyone out there. Even if you do know what do know what the answer is, you have zero obligation to answer that question because it's a bullshit question. <laughs> if I'm not fucking you, it doesn't fucking matter. And it, like ev- uh, ev- even if if I was like intending to hook up with someone and they were like, "Are you a top or a bottom?" I would just be like, eh, "Come over and find out." Ooh. You know? Okay. I'm I'm not that smooth. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are going to move on to some a uh, 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 what segment. Mm-hmm. I I forgot all the industry terms. Uh. We're we're going to move on to a segment that I had a lot of fun with last episode. So I I, I think it it'll be uh, a a a regular staple. Uh, we're gonna test Mean Jay on gay slang. Okay. Okay. Um, well, the, the, this one isn't so much slang. Que- queer culture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is testing you on queer culture. So, I want you to answer the question: What animal has become an icon among bi and non-binary people? Is it a real animal? It, it's, a, it's a real animal. I'm, I'm sure your mind immediately went to unicorn. I will, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real animal. Okay. So for, 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 for what group of people again? Bi people and non-binary people. I have no idea, but I'm going to guess... For some reason, I keep thinking of a bear. Bear. Very incorrect. Okay. How, how'd you get there, though? I don't. I don't know. It's a, bear just came to mind. Mm. I I think bear is probably the most widely known type of gay man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like like all 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 the straight people think that they can identify a bear. Okay. So so what is it? Okay. So the answer is frog. Okay. <laughs> so I was in like pretty much the completely different realm of completely different. Um so bi people and non-binary people are getting really into frogs lately. Um also m- mushrooms and other fungus. Um but fr- frogs are really having their moment 
right now. And there are many different theories as to why these two groups, which have, have a lot of intersection, um, I, and I, I will say the non-binary bi people that I, I know are, are the most into frogs. Yeah. Um, but like, like the, there are a lot of theories as to why frogs have become like almost a mascot for these two communities. Um, one major theory is that it's a result of meme culture. Anyone who has been blessed with the experience of being on the gay internet, the internet, can attest to the fact, the undeniable fact, that the best memesters in the world are by and non-binary people. I don't know what it is about them, but these two intersecting groups are the funniest people in the world, especially in meme format. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who is not seeing memes created by and often for by non-binary people, get, get on it, okay? Okay. Y- you'll thank me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so like... Frogs have been very much a part of meme culture, like fr- from the beginning of memes. Uh, Pepe being the the first one to to really take over. Um, he he had his time in the limelight on the the cesspool that is 4chan. Yeah. Um, and, and then he he moved into mainstream meme culture um, as a way to troll people on 4chan um and pepe the frog like classic meme you've you've seen him do everything oh yeah and we also have that boy here come that that boy from from um by a non-binary is that no, okay. I, I I don't I don't know the origin of any of these memes. Okay, they're just popular. But yeah, the, the, these are popular memes, and per, perhaps the most iconic frog meme of them all is fucking Alex Jones ranting oh. about how they're turning the frogs gay. Oh my god! Yeah, they're turning the frogs gay. And then th- there was also that turf a few years ago who was going on about how they're transing the fish. So be- between turn- turning the frogs gay and transing the fish, I mean, our, our water supply is queer. I have never heard transing the fish before, but I love it. So, <laughs> so she, she claimed that trans women who are taking estrogen pee into the toilet, mm-hmm. as, as you do, flush it down, and then it gets into the, the fish water, and then it transes the fish. That is not how it works. No, definitely not. <laughs> the fish are not being transed. Fit, a, a lot of fish species do have naturally occurring components within them that allow them to alter their sex in order to reproduce when there is a shortage of one sex versus the other. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it, it, it is not the urine of trans women that is doing that. Yeah. I, I, I can assure you. <laughs> like, that, that is just the, the most wild claim <laughs> I've ever heard. But um, the, the, the Alex Jones meme, I mean, that was several years ago, and I still see that picture of him. Oh, yeah. On, on the rag. And like, like, probably being on the internet, I see it more often than straight people. But I, th- I, th- I think it's still pretty pervasive. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, of, of course, the, the queers have inserted their own additions into the line of they're turning the frogs gay. Um, They're turning the frogs trans. They're turning the frogs (laughs) (laughs) ooh-woo. Like, the... Memes don't sound good when you say them out loud. But when you you see them, they're great. Yeah. But then... Aside from memes, there is also the thought that bisexual and non-binary people, similar to frogs, exist in a sort of liminal space that can't be fit neatly into a perfect box. Like, amphibians confuse people, because like, are they fish? Are they not? What the fuck? Yeah. And bisexuals confuse people. Are they gay? Are they straight? What the fuck? Non-binary people confuse people. Are they boy? Are they girl? What the fuck? Pe- people can't deal with the the absence of a a simple compact box. And frogs can can really empathize with with that experience um and that that's also i think a part of why mushrooms and other fungus are pretty popular in these communities because like fungus also people want so badly to put fungus in the plant category but they simply do not fit in that category mm-hmm. They are not plant. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that is frogs. Okay. It, like, if if you are not familiar with this phenomenon, I th- I think more people are aware of the bi people love frogs thing. But l- let me tell you, NBs are on that shit too. Very much. So, in in celebration of Bi Visibility Day, which will be well past when this is actually released, um, but but belated Bi Visibility Day, um, send a cute little frog pic to your favorite bisexual and your favorite non-binary person, and if they're the same person, send them too. (laughs) Okay. Johnny, do you have anything to say before we sign off? 
no, but the, I can't believe I said bear. I'm probably going to edit that out. Uh, but no! Frog, 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 frog. No, you cannot edit that out. <laughs> frog makes a lot of sense. Amphibian, I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally makes sense. Um, but no, that, uh, very enlightening. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, John Reno. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so that was a very rambly I Have a Query podcast episode. They're here for it. Uh, I, I'm here. I, I'm here I for it. So. Okay, jo- John Reno is here. Um, he he lives here, so he doesn't really have anywhere else to be. <laughs> um, but he, he, he is here for it. Um, but th- thank you so much to everyone who listened. We are, for the foreseeable future, going to be releasing the podcast every other Thursday. Um, but we will let you know if that schedule changes. And we are also in why why do i not know words um <laughs> we oh, in progress no that that, that. we we're, we're also trying to <laughs> stop looking at me like that. no it's fine keep going you're killing it <laughs> we're we're also trying to get onto more platforms than we're currently on um tech is difficult and I'm not helping so (laughs) what um we we will get this to many ears hopefully so thank you again for listening if you want to remain updated on everything we're doing on this fucking rinky dink podcast uh, you can follow us on Instagram at I have a query pod with two E's. So yeah, um, Johnny, I feel like we should have like an official sign off. I think, you know what? I, 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 I told the listeners I love them last time and may, maybe I'll, I'll just keep doing that because that's good. Whenever I watch a television show and somebody hangs up the phone without saying I love you to someone that I know for a fact <laughs> they love. It pisses me off. Yeah. So, to everyone who wants to receive my love over the air, I am providing it now. I love you. Goodbye.